everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. This is our preview show and we're looking ahead to the second round of the Senior Football Championship. I'm delighted to be joined again by Mark Beattie and we're going to look ahead to all the games across Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Big thanks to Capture Athletic before we start who've come on board as our official sponsor of the podcast for the duration of the championship. Mark, um, great to have you on again and the same sort of format that we went through last week. We'll start with the Friday night into the Saturday and the Sunday and obviously just covering the senior championship. Um, again, there's 22 games on this week, so it's impossible to cover everything. Um, we'll do our predictions again, Mark. I know talking to you off there, we didn't do too bad. We've done all right in round one. Not too bad. You've done slightly better, but sure. <laughs> I'll let you away with it. The knob pulled me out of a hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Friday night, Mark, this, this this has the potential to be perhaps the best game of the weekend. It's the Harps against Silverbridge in Abbey Park at 7 o'clock. This one is on RMA TV on Friday night, so for anybody that can't make it. The Harps, obviously a good win in the first round, beating Shane O'Neill's. Silverbridge, a, a disappointing first day for them, Mark. I know, um, I think you tipped them last week and I fancied them to, to get yeah. a draw against Madden. Look at weather conditions. You know, we spoke with Philly McMahon the other day. It was, or sorry, Philly McAvoy the other day. It was impossible to play football, really, the night it was on Friday night. But Bridge, they're going to be disappointed with their, their first round and they're going to be, they're going to be coming hungry. Yeah, I watched it on RMA TV and I was uh, really disappointed with Silverbridge. You know, we spoke last week about you know, them coming off the back of, of winning the league, uh, 1B, and also winning that reserve championship. But they didn't show any of that to me at all, you know, whenever they, whenever they went out against Madden. Um, and we talk about conditions, and it was really brutal conditions sort of Friday night into Saturday afternoon, any of the games as well. Um, but, you know, the conditions were terrible for both teams. Um, so you, you expect, especially the first game in the championship at home for Silverbridge, you know, you were expecting so much more from them. And to be honest, they didn't. They just didn't show up. They didn't show up at all. And some of their big players didn't show up. Um, and truth be known, it was a real leaderless performance by Silverbridge. I thought it was just nobody really stood up for them. I think uh, big Pete Carragher sort of started the second half, tried to get them going a bit. Um, but bar that, it was it was it was a poor performance. And I know they can, as I say, the conditions were bad and. He kicked five points, I think. Um, you know, it was just it was just a poor performance, and really they'll they'll need to be they're lifting their game, need to lift their game something serious to get anything against the harps, you know. Um and say I said last week the harps would be hard to beat. They still kicked the right few points and they got over Shane O'Neill's. Um still it would be hard to say where, where the harps where the harps are at at the moment as well. Um Shane O'Neill's there was a game that as we said, you know, it could have been a tricky one for them, but they got over it. And that's all that what I wanted to do, as long as they could get the two points on the board and uh and just move on from there. They were probably looking towards now Silverbridge being a more difficult game for them. But after last week, I actually don't know you know what Silverbridge is going to turn up in Friday night. You know, it, it needs to be a major improvement from the one that was there last Friday night. Uh, was there was there pressure on Silverbridge maybe Mark last week that having won the league and we talked about them in the reserve championship on the reserve league and everything the feel good factor around the place they're at home the first round of the championship welcoming Madden there's maybe a pressure there for them to perform and it just it just didn't happen on the night yeah could be it could be could be simply down to that there but 
you still want to see, even in a night when, when you, the team plays bad, you still want to see leaders. You still want to see, when it comes to championship, you want to see people, you know, taking the game by a scruff of the neck when they were down and them sort of, con- them bad conditions nights, that's when you want to see one or two players really stamping up and, and trying to drag them over the line. You know, because as, as you move on the championship, there's going to be bad conditions. You know, pitches are going to get heavier. So you've got to be up for all this. You've got to be ready for it. So, um, could be a bit of that. Could be a bit of nerves, just and maybe feeling the pressure from around the club and and just different people maybe talking to them about how well they've done and how great it is around Silverbridge at the moment. And maybe sometimes that goes to your head and on the night when when it doesn't start when it doesn't start good for you at the start of the match, it just carries on right through. So we could put it down to that, and I'm sure that's what Silverbridge is hoping it is, and that they come back stronger for it on Friday night. But um, it need to be a major improvement to, to get something out of the Harps and Abbey Park, you know. The Harps obviously started well, as you say. We spoke about them maybe being uh, very solid defensively last week, and we spoke about that. Um, the likes of Minnie McShane, Tom O'Keefe didn't play, but Minnie McShane was playing. I think he was right half back. Yeah. He was attacking, got three points from all from play. To to put up sixteen points away from home in the first round of the championship, that that's good going from the Harps. Yeah. Very good, very good. Uh, because as I said last week about how how defensively they were set up, um, and I'm sure that was that that was uh, that structure was still well in place. But now that the, the they've transferred that into maybe a bit of more attacking as well to, to get the points on the board. So 16, 16 points is is a is a fair good scoreline. Um, you know to come away from especially away from home with Shane O'Neill's. So yeah, it was one of the games that I actually I never get seen any of. So I don't know. I can't read too much into the Harps for Shane O'Neill's at the moment. But um, it's still sixteen points as you say away from home. Um, it was a game. It's going to be a tricky one, but they came away. They got the win, and they'll be happy just to get away from that one and just concentrate now on on Silverbridge and Friday, on Friday night. You know. In terms of our predictions, this is one could come back to bite us. I'm going to go with the Harps, but I think Silverbridge are better than what the show. Last Friday night, and I would expect a reaction from him, but I still love to be back in the Harps. What do you think, Mark? I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I, I would hope the Silver Bridge are, are are going to come out fighting. That they're going to have a lot to prove. You know, a lot of us were thinking after Silver Bridge, you know, winning the league, you're you're expecting something really big from them. And as I said last week as well about the cross game last year and how well it performed there for so long. So it's in them. It's in Silver Bridge to, to give a big performance, but. The Harps, um, with a bit of confidence there of the win last week, home home at Abbey Park. I think I'll have to tip. I think I have to tip the Harps based on on Silverbridge's performance last week. You know. Well, that'll take us into Saturday then. And same as last week, there's three senior championship games on Saturday, two live on Armagh TV. So the first one, Grange and Clanner, and this is in um Grange. This isn't on Armagh TV for anybody that won't make it, but. The Greens, they put a good shift in last week, Mark, and I think we sort of talked about them last week. They'd relegated Ethan Raverty, obviously missing the rest of the season. Everything, they had an excuse to just lay down, I suppose, and, yeah. and see the see the year out with a whimper. But I know they didn't win, but they were they put up a really good show on against Greenmore, and they'll, that'll give them a bit of confidence and a bit of momentum heading into this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think they were leading up until... Maybe maybe twenty minutes or so in the second half, they were they were leading by a couple of points. So yeah, definitely uh, it'll give them a bit of confidence. Uh, Justy Kearns was back for them as well, which would he would have been a big help. Um, 
unfortunately not saving would have been even a bigger boost, but um not to be. But yeah, this that's that's showing real character, you know, and you expect that from the Greens all the same, you know, you do expect the Greens when you go especially when you go to the Greens, there's always fight in them, you know. And uh the, the, the show that the show that surely uh, last weekend against Greenmore. Now in saying that Greenmore are that dogged sort of team as well. They don't ever rack up big win, big wins against teams. Uh, so it was maybe a good game for the Greens as well going into the first game. The you know they just know if they could have steadied the ship and maybe maybe probably ran a wee bit defensively and, and, and kept themselves in the match and proved that you know if they do do that. That they have a chance, you know what I mean. They've definitely got a chance of of keeping the game tight, and who knows? Then when you go down the stretch, that they could maybe get over the line against one of the teams. You know, unfortunately, it didn't happen for them last week. But um, definitely, it was a it was a good showing for them for a team that's been relegated at the bottom of the league of of one B. You know, that was it was definitely a good showing for them. I think that they're going to have to keep it tight, Mark. That's going to be the main thing because Clan Aaron coming into this game off the back of just scoring eighteen points against St Peter's, Connor Herbert came in ten of them. It's, it's maybe not going to be the best game for a, a neutral spectator, but the Greens are just going to have to do what they have to do because you can't play man and man on Connor Turbot simply. And St. Peter's learned that last week. Yeah. Now, the Greens have to make this game ugly. Like, there's there's no question about it. They, they have to get men behind the ball, they have to get in Connor's faces. Um, they've got to just basically tighten the pitch as much as they can. Um and that that's you know if they, if they were to decide to go out and as you say leave one man inside the, the Mark Turbo and, and 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 just try and go man for man you know Clan Aaron could do a real job on them but in saying that I don't think they will do that um they they will tighten tighten the ship especially in the first half to just to just try and stay as, as as close as possible to Clan Aaron. um that saying I would expect Clan Aaron to get over that, you know, whenever, whenever sort of greens throw at them, but there's no doubt about it. Green, as I said, against Greenmore, they'll put up a fight. They'll really, they'll really be dogged. And, and you know, it's, it also is a big game for them regarding go out to play, you know, one of the bigger teams just for each player, you know, just to, to, to go out and put their chest out and say, yeah, let's see what I can do here against some of the, basically the best players in the county, you know, and TK and Turbo and, uh, you know, Ryan Henderson and these fellas, you know, it's a, it's a, it's sort of um for an individual going out there to that take on the job of marking some of these fellas, you know that's that's what you want to be doing. You know you want to be going out and playing against the best players uh, and saying I can do it, I can compete with these guys. So that that that's another sort of challenge within itself with the greens. Um, so yeah, um, I can't say I still see not only a clown and win, but yeah, hopefully the greens will, will put up a good fight and, and give give clown a good good enough game, you know. Yeah, I think we're we're both going plan and for that, but yeah. um probably not a, a fifteen point win as the experience last yeah. week, I wouldn't think. Um yeah. so moving on Saturday evening then it's Shane O'Neill's against Madden at five thirty. This one's live on Armada TV. Shane O'Neill's obviously we, we spoke about the harps, they lost to the harps last week. No Kieran Mackin, Mark, which is a big thing. I, I didn't know he was going to be out injured. Um, I think he's out injured for a few more weeks anyway. Whether he'll see the group stage or not, I'm not sure. But I don't think he'll make this weekend. Um, this, probably the same with Madden and Niall Grimley. Um, not ready to go yet either. So I suppose Shane's, when we were talking about it being a, a potential banana skin, we were going off the back that they would have home advantage and they would have their three county men. Kieran didn't play, I think Greg got a black card at, uh, at yeah. near the end of the game too. So 
Kieran Mackin's just that he's an almighty miss for, for Shane O'Neill's, isn't he? Uh, you know, you imagine the engine that that man brings to the Shane O'Neill's, like, um, you see him, you see him in big county days, and you know he's just a workhorse, absolute workhorse, gets through a mountain of work, and you know you bring a fella like that, you know, in the club scene, you know he's just a massive addition to any team, you know, and that he would have been a massive loss there on, on the weekend there against the Harps. Um, that said, if he's going to be out for another week or so, you know, you're looking at a Shane O'Neill's team. It's basically there's a team that was in you know playing in one bay that got relegated, so they're going to be up against it. You know, I know the uh, other Mackin and McKee will still be available for this weekend, so you would expect them to put up a bit of a fight. Um, but that said, again, Madden was was spoke about last week. You were just looking to see something from the, the league game against Lanarn. You were hoping that they were going to respond, they were going to come out and show a bit of character, and uh, I think they've done that. You know, um, not a great performance by any means, but the, they came back out and they really wanted it. You could see the hunger in them. And they were very smart in the way they played the game um, with the conditions and stuff like that. Um, so I was reasonably impressed by, by Madden uh, last Friday night. Uh, and I said, Shane O'Neill's on the other hand, I never seen the Harps game, so it's sort of hard for me to, to say just where they would be at at the moment. But if if Mackin's out, and um, you know this is a game that, you know, if they don't get something out of this here, you know their season basically could be over. You know, it's it's a it's a big game for them, and they would have needed everybody on board, I think, to get something out of out of Madden. You know, I think yeah. that, that's that's maybe something we're going to touch on in a couple of games. Mark the fact that Shane's they nearly have to win this because if they don't, they're away next week. Yeah, they, they're just coming off the back two defeats. It's going to be difficult for them to pick themselves up, and that's the case. We'll probably say that a couple of times today. That's going to yeah, be the case yeah. for a couple of teams. It is surely. Um. Yeah. It, there's a there's a few teams there that they're maybe going to be playing even a more difficult uh, game in the last the last game of the season. So, yeah, Senior Neils have to have to really eye this one up and hopefully if they could get a win here and then have a full full complement of players come the last match. All of a sudden, who knows what could happen for them? But um. As I say, I think it's going to be a big ask for them to get something out of Madden. You know, you would you would imagine Madden will be looking at this also as a game, two points. You know, and that's four points for them. That guarantees them going through. And you know, it's sort of going to work both ways here this week, where a lot of teams will know they'll be gearing. There'll not be a performance. It'll be just by getting the win for a lot of teams to get to that four points means that they're definitely safe. And then the following week, they'll be dispersed and hopefully get that first place to get the, the week's break and, and prepare for a quarter final. You know, uh, that's what Madden so, Madden too, Mark, aren't we? Sorry, Sean. We're in agreement there for, for Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think, well, I think we're definitely going for Madden here. Yeah. So that's that's Saturday uh, Saturday evening, then Saturday night is Green and St. Peter's. And again, this is going to be live on Armad TV. Greenmore, um, Greenmore obviously beat Grange last week while St. Peter's uh, a really heavy defeat against Clannarn. But obviously, Mark, we spoke last week, we think Clannarn are, are top two side. Definitely, it's, it's them across seem to be the top two teams. St. Peter's, how, how, can they take anything from that? How do they bounce back? Confidence is just going to be... Hey, you know, we spoke a wee bit about this offer as well. Um, really disappointed in St. Peter's. Um. You know, in local derby like that, you were just expecting so much more from them. Um, you know, again, 
you can we can talk a lot about Clown Iron and, and, and the performance that they have put in and, and where they are at the moment, but coming into the game, St. Peter's to me just they just didn't lay it love in Clown Iron. They, they didn't go at them. They, they, they sort of you know, even even Big Arn would have been winning ball around the middle. You know, instead of them trying to move the ball quick, trying to get into Nile McCarvel, trying to cause a bit of danger to Clown Iron. Uh, not once they, they sort of just it was slowed down, they went side roads, they went back roads. Um and instead of just trying to move the ball quick and, and maybe even the first 10 or 15 minutes, yes, try and keep it, keep the game tight. But after that, there, then, you know, let's go at them. Let's see what, what Clowner's made of. You know, let's, let's put up a wee bit of a fight here. But no, they didn't. And the game just, just went along like that there. To me, to be honest, I don't even think Clowner really got going. You know, it was just, it was just too easy for them. Um, And I would have liked to have seen a lot more from St. Peter's to give them a bit more of a game. But, and saying that, you know, when you look at uh, Kieran McCavigan, uh, you know, Orrin Fenton, now training players, like that, these boys aren't bad footballers, you know what I mean? And they, they are, you know, they put in some work for some haters and, and I would expect them boys to bounce back, you know, and they'll, they'll try and rally the troops this week and, and, and get up for this game come the weekend. But uh, as I say, it was, it was a very disappointing performance by St. Peter's and there's no doubt about it and listen we can sit and say this but you know they'll know it themselves like they know exactly that it was disappointing a massive crowd absolutely massive crowd uh, I mean as big a crowd as there's been at the, at the game in Lurgan in, in years you know and and that that comes with it as well you know people come and walking away and talking to them guys this week how poor it was and disappointing and all that and that, that'll play in their heads a wee bit but you, you just hope that they get back to training this week and, and they can really, you know, turn it around a bit and, and go out and show, you know, just a bit of fight and maybe just just to go at, go at a team, you know, not just to be sitting back and expecting something to happen or hoping something's going to happen, you know, just go out and, and give it a life, you know. That's 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 my opinion on, on where they need to go this weekend, you know. Um, you spoke you spoke last week, Mark, about how difficult Green War is to go to. Um, that's that's the challenge ahead of St. Peter's that, that, too. That, that's going to be the hard one for them as well. The fact that, that they're coming back off the back of that defeat and then to go to to go to Green more, um, that's going to make it even more difficult for them. But in saying that, you know, this is what you have to do. You have to go, and you you know, they're going to have them back. They're going to have to, you know, for anyone St. Peter's people are going to go watching this weekend. They've got to show what they're made of. They've got to. You know, come out and, uh, and just sort of put on a performance for the jersey and for the club, and and, and just try and get a wee bit of respect back there. You know, that, that's just what we really need to go for this weekend. You know, but well, great sorry, go on, Mark. Yeah, and saying that, I, I still can't see them. You know, getting over the lane with Rain Moore. Um, as we said last week, you know how difficult a place it is to go to. Um, but if the Peters can can just get at them and. And sort of unsettled Graham Moore, a bit like the Greens game where they're not you don't expect Graham Moore to sort of put up that sort of score against them. But in saying that there, you know, that, that'll depend on St. Peter's and what performance and what St. Peter's turns up, you know. So it'll be interesting to see now. Well, I suppose on Graham Moore we're we're crediting Greens an awful lot for the performance they put in, but credit Graham Moore too, they actually won the game. So exactly, exactly. And yeah, yeah. I got two two goals marked that from their, their half backs. We're talking about the harps. Um, the likes of Minnie McShane coming forward, Ryan Rafferty, uh, number 15, all his life is now at one half back. 
and doing really well there. He played really well against Bonnie McNall in the last round of the league, got a goal in the last day. Kieran McQuaid was seeing his potential last year. I think he yeah. got a club all-star last year as they got to the final. He got a goal as well. So the the Graham Moore, Jason O'Neill, I think he was, wasn't was there. He's obviously their main scoring threat. So the likes of Raverty, Kieran Doyle, Kieran McQuaid all bursting forward. That's, that's yeah. going to be hard to well, it. They are going to have long. to step up because I'm, I just heard the weekend that I think Jason's out for the year. Uh, okay. I think he got a bad knee injury Week before he tried to play the Bally McNabb game, but uh, now that's that's the talk coming from Graham Moore now. Whether they're they're playing main games with me, uh, I don't know. But um, supposedly, yeah, uh, I don't think he's going to feature. Well, definitely not in the early stages of the championship anyway. So he'll be a massive loss. So these other fellas are going to have to stand up. You know, they're they're going to have to step up because Jason definitely is is their is their main go to for their scores like you know anytime you would you go to Graham Moore he seems to pop off four or five points and he's always good for a goal as well you know so yeah them all fellas will definitely need to, to step step up and and, um, and and fill in for him you know so and they've, they've done that last weekend yeah so again I think we're in agreement here with Graham Moore we're, do, we're doing well at Park I haven't disagreed yet that's yeah, quite no, a first. No, no. Um, yeah Graham Moore for me yeah yeah, I think Graham Moore kept Graham Moore himself there. Um, moving into Sunday then, Mullivon and Clannagale. This is Sunday, 1pm. Um, a poor start from Mullivon, six points up in Sarsfields. And we spoke last week about having to go to Sarsfields. It's it's as difficult as Graham Moore is. And approved that six points up at half time. And Sarsfields just turned it on in the second half. But Mullivon, home advantage, home advantage this week. They'll have Daggy Lai, I think. He was suspended last week, so he'll hopefully be back for them. Eddie English in really good form, kicked six points last week. So while they've been disappointed losing, Mark, there's maybe a few things that they can take from the game um, yeah. to build on. Yeah, Eddie English was 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 had a put a real good first half in. Kieran Grant was very good as well, picked up a lot of balls from Um it was totally a game of two game of two halves. Mullabon had the had the win in the first half. And they seemed to win a lot of ball and got the ball in English and he, and he seemed to do a lot of damage. Um, um so yeah, there were a few positives, few positives, but at the same time, when you're six, seven points ahead, you expect to, to kick on and maybe win the game because Sarsfield were poor, were poor in the first half. You expected a bit more from them. Um tried to sort of slow the game down as you do against the win, but yeah, when Mullabon went at them, they sort of couldn't handle uh, English and, and a few other players in round in, in the Mullabon forward line. Um, and saying that, once it hit the second half, the McJones, uh, Paul Neyman, put in a real big shift for them and you know, won a lot of ball. And, and Mullabon just, just seemed to die, you know, in the second half. And they should have then been trying to keep the ball, slow the game down, but they, they couldn't get their hands on the ball. Uh, and and Sarsfields kicked on and got the win. Uh, as we say, Sarsfields poor at the start, but um, the, the sort of that uh, Trasna is just a difficult place to get something out of, and uh, Mullabon uh, felt that at the weekend, you know. Uh, but no, there were some positives to take out of it. But in saying that, they were beat after being six points up. So you know, they have a bit to work on definitely, and to come up against the clans who. Who put in a real good show on, on Saturday night? It'll be again, it'll be a difficult game for them, but home advantage might, might play a factor in it, you know. 
Frank Scott McGill spoke with Philly McMahon, uh, Philly McAvoy, gonna have to get that right. Um <laughs> spoke with Philly McAvoy during the week, um, Mark, about the clans and you know, while it was only a point, it was you can say it was only a draw. Them coming off the field, them in training this week, it felt like a win and they're going. It it I'm not sure if it was a statement that they put out against Cross, but they're going this week. They have to back it up now. You know, it's it's no good getting a point against Cross and then coming out and, and getting big beat this week. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna totally have to back it up. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um I said I was saying the earlier, I was at the game, I thought it was a really good game. I thought the first half was excellent and um, great intensity did. Um, real good hits, uh, physicality from both teams. Uh moving the ball quickly and it was end to end there was two teams going at each other you know and it was, it was I, I really enjoyed the match they wee bit in the second half but uh, the clans will take a lot from this take an awful lot from it now my fear for for clan and Yale would be that they you know they really want to gear towards that game we talked about it in depth last week you know how cross coming to David Park the first game big crowd all that plays a massive factor in it going to be a different different game this Sunday. They're going to go to Mother Bond, won't be as big a buzz about it. Um, they put in a big shift, big performance. Are they going to back it up? Uh, are they going to play with that intensity? You know, that's that's the key now for Clannan Gale. And if they do, if they do, after watching both teams last weekend, uh, there's only one one team going to win this game, in my opinion. Uh, but that's that's the question that's going to be, I'm sure, the Clannan Gale management will be asking them that. That's the, what they'll be putting in this week. He's going to back it up. There's no point putting in that one performance and then coming this weekend and, and maybe drawing or losing to Mullabong. You know, no disrespect, but that that's that's where where, where Gale's at now. They have put out a bit of a statement. Uh, I still wouldn't be putting them up there as content, you know, up there with Cross McLean's, Clannan Gale's, Calibis, but, uh, or sorry, Cross and uh but yes, they the, the put a statement out there to say, yeah, we're 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 up for anybody on our day. We can we can give we can put in that performance. And as you say, you know, coming off the field, the cross will feel like that's a loss. You know, four points up, you know, and and Clannan Gale coming back and, and getting the draw. And just on it, there was a stage in the game where where the clans were actually a point up, and uh, McPartland took a, had a shot, and from the angle I was at, it was a hundred percent to me. It was a point that would have put them two up, but then there was a bit of you know lost their tempers, lost their sort of focus to clans for a few minutes with, with referees and with everything, and all of a sudden within within a lot of minutes, cross were four up, you know, and it was a real turning point in the game. And uh, but to be fair to them, they they, they dug in, they kept at it. And uh, they got a score, and then they got they got the goal at the end, which was was was, was great. That was a great great end of the game. A really good game, you know. It was it was a powerful, lovely wee ball from O'Neill and McPartland getting up, and, and, and who had an absolute stormer of a game. He was fantastic. So he was very good. I know last week, um, on the podcast, we spoke on our review show. We spoke about um Philly spoke spoke about the likes of Connor Herbert, like having a, a marquee forward like that. Mm-hmm. Having somebody that you can just give the ball to, you can rely on to score. He showed that last week. Rain O'Neill, obviously in cross. Shane McPartland, I know he doesn't, he can play full forward and has done. He's probably playing further out the field, but he is that bit of a, a marquee forward about him now too, and his confidence sky high after the year he had with Armagh. Sky high, and after last week's performance as well, it's only going to raise even more. Um, 
uh, I was really impressed, man. He just every blade of grass, he was fighting for every ball. And when he got on the ball, there was always something good came out of it. And you know, one seven, I think he scored. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a fantastic performance, man, an individual performance. But it, it was it was his leadership as well. It was uh, he was he was really leading the clans uh, and driving them on, and, and definitely a very impressive performance, man. Uh, really, probably for me, probably one of the performances of the weekend. You know, he was, he was excellent. And again, I think we'll what's this going to be six out of six five 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 sorry we'll go to the clans here as well, Mark. <laughs> I think I'll go to the clans, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Mahari and Cleavy then half two on Sunday. It's going to be live on our TV. Mahari, um, Mahari obviously hosted Bottom Club last week, Mark. So I got seeing them up close. Um, probably there, there was a wee bit of an expectation on Mahari, but simply put, they're not, they don't have the same players that they had when they were winning championships. The two Lavries aren't there, two Lapins aren't there, Creeley wasn't there. Although saying Andy Waters in the Irish News report and Crayley's possibly going to be back for some stage in the group the group stages. So that would be a massive boost for them. But the their pride's maybe stung a wee bit here, Mark, that they're beat on home turf and they're not gonna want that to happen two weeks in a row. No, they won't. But again, watching it, um a performance like that, they will be losing two weeks in a row. You know, there's, there's no question about it. Um I know you're probably going to put by McNabb as one of the contenders after that performance, but um, definitely not. <laughs> but um, you know, Matthew, to be to just be brutally honest, they were poor, very poor, and uh, as you said, you know, they're a team in transition. I suppose you know they're 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 trying to bring in some young players. The older players are still there, and um, there's a lot of males on the legs, um, you know. As you said, you know, two the Lappins, the two Lavries, uh, massive, just create, just big, big losses. Um, and there's the other fellas who are also getting the the sort of you know late thirties. You know, they're they're probably I'm sure find it difficult to keep to keep the whole thing going as well. But um, Crayley would need to get back and get back soon. You know, because if he's not back in the next week or two, I could see Macri's championship could be over. You know, it's. They really need to to, to up the ante. Um, you know, couple of saves hit the crossbar. Bally McNabb at the weekend. You know, it could have been a much bigger scoreline. Uh, missed a lot of chances in the first half as well. Uh, so, uh, six points that the one by and uh, the lost by Mockery. They were lucky that it wasn't more. You know, um, so they would need to regroup this week and uh, take a guard. You know. So a hard look at themselves and say, "Where can we go from here?" You know, and it's 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 not looking good to me. It's not looking good because I think Kalevi coming to them after the performance they put in last weekend, um, he, he, again, you can't see much more than a Kalevi win. You know, Kalevi they were sharp, Mark, and they're a bit like Clannagiel. We were speaking about they're going to want to come on and back that up and put out it. Beating Mahari on home soil is is a bit of a statement when um, having already beaten Drummond Tee away from home, it would it would back up that sort of their their sort of what would you call it, a label as a top contender beating yeah, two teams. Well, to home. me, to me, Kalevi put themselves in as a contender as a top contender last weekend. Um, you know, again a local derby. Um, you you thought to be fair, Drummond Tee in the first half did put it up to them. You know, again, but there was a there was a wind in favor of Drummond T. But uh, 
I was very impressed by Kalibi. Uh, not only defensively, the the they're traditionally good defensively. Yeah, uh, you expect that. But going forward, I was I was again impressed by them. Uh, maybe a few wee changes there with, you know, McGill's kickouts alone. It uh, just puts them on the attack, puts the other team under serious pressure right from the off. You know, that would be something that uh, James Burns would who is involved with Kalibi would be a. He would be a very he'd be big into that. That if you have a keeper with a big kicker like that, get the pressure straight on and straight away. Um, and they did. And the, the and the, the beauty about that was the players, Connor O'Neill, Kieran O'Hanlon in the half forward line, you have big strong men there who are going to win ball. And if they're winning ball in that area from your keeper's kickouts, you know, you're putting serious pressure on them teams. Um and again, I, I don't know if Mockery will have the players to deal with that uh, at the weekend. Um and even round the midfield, very impressed by Kalibi's midfield as well. Um, big strong man, and again, uh, wrecked up on a nice wee scoreline as well. Um, so very impressed by Kalibi. Definitely, um, I I'm I'm putting them in there alongside Clonard across the line at the moment. Like, as you know, probably. Probably team of the weekend, you know, best sort of performance for me at the, at the weekend was was Kalibi, you know. Yeah, Rob, we're, we're both going for Kalibi here just to sort of back that up and give another another big sort of statement win under their belts. Um, we're in Ballymagnab then, Sunday at, I think it's half four Um, on Sunday. This is live on Armagh TV as well. Ballymagnab and Drummond T. Um, Mark, you, you said you're, you've seen the Ballymagnab game. I'm not going to say too much, naturally enough. But you're impressed the, the second half. I think I think that was their best performance in probably this year. Yeah, I think the first half was quite cagey. Both teams, you know, uh, I think Bollinger now were still probably the better team, and then they lost a man as well at, at half time, uh, just before half time. And you would have thought then the market would have come out and kicked on, but really Bolly McNabb came out and kicked on. And yeah, I was I was impressed. You know, he he's still driven there, and you know. Good on the ball, Rui, of course, you, you expect. Uh, McPartland impressed too, you know, got on a lot of ball. And Jack Rugan's going to be a massive plus, you know, probably taking all game or two from to really get back up to speed. Um, but yeah, I, I, I have a huge kick, some wonder scores. So he did, I think it was two of them, it was just out of this world. Um, so yeah, Bolly McNabb could quietly just slip in here and, you know, Maybe be one of the contenders as well, Sean. And Mark, no, I don't think so yet. <laughs> <laughs> but Mark, um, I, I, I think it'll be game changers, Jack Rugan, because he only came on last week. That is his first game since the Mahri quarterfinal last year. Yeah. Um, obviously he'd been playing a bit out in Australia, and that that was yeah. first game for Bolling Knab again. Um, how how big of a game changer is having him back for the now? He's massive. Um, you know, again. Playing against Bolly McNabb over the years when he was playing, you, you knew you had the, he was one of the main men that you had to try and take out because if he gets any space at all, he, he, he's, he's, he's going to get the scores. He's going to get big scores. He can rack up big scores, not six, not seven in any game if, if he gets the time on the ball. But as, as you say, he's only back. He's going to take a few weeks. But if, if Bolly McNabb can get through these next couple of weeks, get in, in the, you know, the, the playoff and then the quarterfinal by that stage you'd like to think he, he's going to be up to full sort of near enough full fitness that is a massive boost to him 
massive boost and you know they all can play off him well if he's in full forward really get the right ball in them um and he's a he's a real he's a he's a he's a he's hard very hard to handle you know when he's in there um so he's he's a massive boost for them coming back and just when we were talking about them last week you know I, I didn't know that he that he was back or where he was not that, that was an all reason why I was sort of looking up and saying you know where's the right lad going to be where's where who's going to be the go to man well now they've got him as well on Hughes you know. They've still got a, a, a serious forward line there to, to cause a lot of damage, you know. So I didn't know he was back yet. Mark didn't find out to the Friday night at training. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um Drummond he they're coming down to Bonnie McAlve on a new Philly had mentioned this during the week that themselves and Bonnie McAlve are always just it's one or two point games and just sort of thinking back um over the week there. I think when, when Ballymagh won the league in 2018, um, they'd only lost one game, and that was actually to John T in mm. Ballymagh. Mm. So John T always gave Ballymagh a big test. It's always a fair leaving game. And John T are going to be hurting. They're only after losing to their, their near neighbours mm. on home turf. So they're going to be coming down. They, it's a must win, really, for them on Mahari because you don't want to be going into that last weekend. Needing yeah, not, not, not knowing where you're at. Um, to be honest, John T... Played reasonably well, uh, especially in the first half uh, uh, on Sunday. Um, I just feel that Kalibi were just too strong and and, and well organised and just a bit more seasoned probably. Uh, so I wouldn't say you know of course Drummond is going to be going back in this weekend this week in the train knowing that they need to improve and a lot to work on. Um, but. It'll still, it's going to be a big ask for them to, to get anything out of Bally McNabb, I think, this weekend. I think I think what we've seen this last weekend was that the Division 1A teams, that there is definitely a bit of a gap between 1A and 1B. You know, I didn't think there was as big a gap. You know, Mullabaum was the only team, I think, that came uh, away with a defeat out of any of the 1A teams. So... So it's sort of hard, hard to wait up. I know Bally McNabb was relegated, but you know Jack Rugan, you know Rui Rugan, you know them two fellas coming in. You know, I, I would still think that Bally McNabb's going to have just a wee bit too much for Drummond T at the weekend. And it is going to leave Drummond T going in the final final week trying to get a win against Mockery. You know, and, and, and them two teams will be fighting it out. Um, the so-called group of death, I don't think, has has materialised. Uh I think that Mockery and Bally McNabb, or sorry, Kalibi and Bally McNabb this weekend could be in a very good place, you know, going head to head for for the top of the group. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you, Mark. I, I'm back in Alb there as well to get the job done. Um, so to see us out then with Sarsfields and Cross McGlynn Sunday at 6 pm. Um, spoke last week about how difficult the place Sarsfields is to go. Mullaball and find, find that out. Cross McGlynn have found that out. Mm-hmm. Number of times down through the names, yeah. Um, particularly in league football, and I remember a couple of years ago, 2018 or 19, during the group stages, um, I think Cross the one down in Sarsfields, but it was something 318. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was a high scoring game that we just game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this again, as I said, we spoke about it last week, but the Sarsfields. Again, they got the win against Mullabone, but they have a lot to work on. Um, I would be very critical of them regarding in in for the majority of the game. 
they gave up all possession to Mullabon. They, they didn't put any pressure on the kick out at all. I think if they do that this weekend, you know, and give the cross a six or seven point lead, they ain't coming back. You know what I mean? So I think I'm not going to tell them that they need to change their tactics, but, I'm, but you know, they're going to need to, you know, go more man to man against cross. Yes, you have to have your defensive system in place and try and stop them whenever they hit, hit that 45 midfield. But I think to be just giving up all all possession against the cross, and then you're you're looking at people like Ocean O'Neill, uh, Jamie Clark, these guys getting on the ball more often, they're going to do damage. You know, and again, no disrespect to Mullabon, they probably don't have them type of players that that will really, uh, really hurt you, you know, and hurt you big time. You know, they'll get they'll get the scores and big scores. And if they get into that position, the Mullabon is in with their six, seven points up. The cross will only go on and try and, and try and make that 10, 11, 12 points up. And Sarsfields, I don't think there'll be any coming back from that. So I think just a few things that they can work on. But as we say, uh, no matter what, the, the Sarsfields will be up for this game. They, they, they'll, they'll love again cross coming there. And, uh, you know, they, they'll want to put up a bit of a show, you know. And, and to be fair, Eamon McGowan had a fantastic second half. Uh, Paul inside had a good game. Nell Cure had a good game. Um, Cal McGibbon kicked a, lo- a couple of lovely points. Uh, so the, the Sourcefields have good footballers, you know, they really do. And they'll work their socks off for each other. Um, again, I think we're, we're, we're sort of the way the fixtures have went this weekend for this weekend. Um, we'll probably be in agreement again. I, I can't see the Sourcefields coming out of it with a win. But I think they'll put up a good enough showing and, and you know, they'll, they'll get close enough to the cross, but I think the cross will, will run out winners in the end, you know. Um, and our, our cross, nearly a wounded animal coming into this weekend, having not lost but the drew. Just the circumstances might be in four points up and just the way it all worked out. We, we talked about clans, it was like a win for them. Probably felt like a loss for, yeah. for the cross for them. Absolutely, it definitely would have felt like a loss for the cross. You know, they, they took off Jamie as well. They, they took him off uh, maybe 10 or 15 minutes to go. Maybe thought the game was, uh, they sort of had got there, they'd got the four points up, uh, made a few changes and stuff like that. And uh, for that to happen, and yeah, it was a real, it was a real sucker punch for them. But um, they'll, they'll come back fighting with that this week now. But um, how they respond. You know, probably in typical cross fashion, they'll, they'll, they'll come out all guns blazing and, and, and definitely get the win. Um, but in say, you know, the, the big boost for cross to me last week was Ocean O'Neill. You know, him coming back in, he had a good game in the middle of the field. It was an all 60 minutes plus played, and he, he was he was a big boost uh, for cross Midland. Um, and the more games he gets, the better he's going to get and the fitter he's going to get. And yeah, I was I was impressed by him now. Um couple of Jamie Clark had a had a reasonable enough game, Rain as usual, you know, he got you some good scores. Um but yeah, the cross, the cross I would imagine will come out fighting this week and, and wanting to prove any wrongs to get it all right this weekend and get, get themselves off to a win and, and get three points. That'll sort of put them in the position as well. That the you know this will then start to the likes of cross and the clans will maybe have an A in, on the scoring part of this here because this is what's going to maybe boil down in this group you know for for who's going to win the group so that might bode well for uh, the source fields as well you know 
And again, I think we're in agreement here. Eight out of eight, Mark. Somebody's going to let us down there. Somebody has to there. let us down big time. Yeah, yeah. But there's def definitely going to be an upset somewhere um, yeah, yeah. in the eight games. But uh, no more. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on. That, that um, brings round two to a, a close. Um, just before we go, another big thank you to Capture Athletic for coming on board as our official podcast sponsor for the duration of the championship. We'll be back on possibly Sunday evening, and if not, on Monday with a review show and hopefully another couple of interviews, the same as last week as well. Um, Mark, brilliant to have you on. Appreciate you coming on, giving us your time and giving us your thoughts. No problem, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure.